Penn State loses a class of 2021 wide receiver to Major League Baseball, and we're talking to Todd Sadowski from Fox 43. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. NBA draft coach Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Raphael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Carolus. They're going to be live this year covering all things NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick as they come in. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage beginning July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, contributor to Athlon Sports and the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And of course, we are here every Monday through Friday. So make sure you are following this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave those five-star ratings and reviews wherever you can. It really helps with our support and our growth of the podcast across those various podcasting mediums. We really could not do it without you guys. And we just love seeing what you guys have to say about the podcast. Hopefully you're enjoying it. And if so, make sure you pass the word along to some of your friends and your family and, of course, any other Penn State fan who may be looking for a little bit of a Penn State podcast fix. You can also reach out to us on our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and on Twitch. And soon we're going to be on YouTube as well. So the username across the board is Locked on Nittany. Coming up in today's episode, we do know the fate of a class of 2021 wide receiver who is not going to be playing football for the Nittany Lions this fall. We'll get to that in just a moment. And then, of course, today we also have our interview with Todd Sadowski, the sports program director from Fox 43 in Central PA. Uh, So if you want to get an idea of what some of the takeaways were from Big Ten Media Day, Todd Sadowski is going to fill us in because he was at the Big Ten Media Day event in Indianapolis, and we're going to get some of his thoughts as he's returned home and is letting it all sink in and sharing some of his insight and some of his experience from Big Ten Media Day. We're very much looking forward to having him and the rest of the Fox 43 team sprinkled throughout the podcast throughout this season. Uh, Todd, of course, was also kind enough to pass along some of the audio you've been hearing on the podcast this week from James Franklin. We still have some quotes to get to from Tariq Castro-Fields and PJ Mustafer. We'll get back to sharing some of those sound bites beginning with tomorrow's episode, so make sure you come back tomorrow. But today, it's all about Todd Sadowski. But first, let's talk a little bit about some of the breaking news as far as Penn State for the 2021 season is concerned and the big story this week outside of conference realignment issues is the fact that Lonnie White Jr., a class of 2021 four-star wide receiver, a very talented multi-sport athlete coming out of Malvern Prep in Pennsylvania, he has decided that he is not going to play Penn State uh, football at Penn State. Instead, he is going to follow up and pursue his dream of being in the major leagues with the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates recently drafted him uh, with one of those bonus picks in the early rounds of the Major League Baseball amateur draft. And it was pretty much expected that once you find out the contract value that he probably is looking at uh, being drafted where he was by the Pirates, it was going to be very difficult to see him playing football at Penn State. It's a lot of money to be turning down. You know, it's still, you know, I'm going to say, quote, only about a million dollars, a little over a million dollars, but that's a lot of money 
especially when you're 18 years old, uh, you're just coming out of high school, it's very difficult to turn that down. And of course, if you listen to some of the interviews and some of the quotes he has said, he certainly has a passion for baseball. There's no question about that. So if your dream is being in the major leagues, then go get it, man. Go get that dream uh, and go pursue it. You know, obviously I'm a Phillies fan. I don't want to see you have too much success, but obviously uh, it's very understandable, right? It's a very easy decision to make as far as I'm concerned, but it does sound like he was kind of wrestling with the idea Maybe he's just playing a good PR move, but uh, ultimately it does look as though this was actually a really hard decision for him to make. You know, some players, when they get drafted around where he was, uh, they're pretty quick to decide that, they, yeah, they're going to go play baseball or maybe they are going to stay play football and maybe take their chances in the Major League Baseball draft in a future year. But uh, Lonnie White Jr. decides ultimately that his best interest is to go and follow what is certainly seeming like one of his bigger passions in baseball he says he loves football and i don't i don't doubt that one bit i don't think you can be as talented and accomplished in both sports if you don't have at least some bit of a passion for it you know some people are just naturally gifted but i do think that to excel at the high school level the way that he has uh being uh, a player worthy of being drafted as early in the major league baseball draft as he is and being a four-star wide receiver recruit for a program like Penn State certainly speaks to the the uh, the, the athletic ability that this young man has so uh, we'll obviously wish him the best of luck we'll see what he does moving forward James Franklin did of course put out a message of encouragement and congratulations on to Lonnie White and his family in the decision that he had to come to uh, and says it's pretty much that the door is always open if you want to go back and play some football Penn State's always going to be there for you but uh, I think that door is going to be wide open with nobody stepping back because it's probably not likely that Lonnie White Jr. ever sees the football field for the Nittany Lions hey I could be wrong I could uh, be speaking out of turn I don't know but uh, it does look as though uh, he's going to be a baseball player so wish him all the best of luck if you're a Pirates fan definitely be following what his prerogative is going to be and if you want to update us uh, along his journey to being a Major League Baseball player Feel free to chime in and do that with us. You can follow us on Twitter. You can send in your questions. You can send in your comments at any time, and we will work them into a future podcast as well. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Coming up, we're going to get into our interview with Todd Sadowski from Fox 43 in Central Pennsylvania, a sports program director for the Fox affiliate in the area. And of course, uh, we're going to be partners with Fox 43 going into the season. We've obviously have worked a little bit together already uh, during this offseason, but now that we're getting closer and closer to the start of the season, I'm very much looking forward to having a working relationship with the folks over at Fox 43. And we're going to try to bring in some different voices, but Todd Sadowski is probably a voice you're going to hear a little bit more regularly compared to some of the others. And I am absolutely looking forward to it. So we'll get to that interview in just a second. But first, I do want to remind you guys that if you're looking to get involved in some sports betting and look, taking a look at some of the futures for college football season coming up, there's no better place to do that than with Bet Online. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action. It doesn't matter if you're looking to play some baseball bets, some Olympic bets, and of course, like I mentioned, the college football futures, some early lines in the college football season. You gotta go to Bet Online because they're gonna have you covered with all the latest odds. They've got prop bets for just about anything you can imagine in just about every sport you can imagine. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the start of the college football season. You can do this all from the comfort of your couch. All you got to do is go to betonline.ag. You sign up for a free account today. That's right. There's no commitment to sign up for account. 
But then when you leave your first deposit, make sure you use the promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And they'll give you a 50% welcome bonus on top of that first deposit. And if you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast, they're going to tell you how to spend that money wisely so you can maximize your reward in the future. That's why BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. All right, joining us now on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, very excited to bring him in. He is Todd Sadowski, the sports director for Fox 43 in Central Pennsylvania. You can follow him on Twitter at ToddFox43. Todd making his first appearance here on Locked On Nittany Lions. Todd, I don't think it's going to be the last one, but how are you doing? Welcome into the podcast. What's up? I'm, I'm doing great, Kevin. Yeah, first of what I hope is many uh, to talk about the Nittany Lions. Got a fascinating season ahead. And boy, I tell you, we just made a quick in and out of Indianapolis for the Big Ten football media days. Those are really, really cool events because it's so laid back. Everybody's excited. It's it's the kickoff event for the Big Ten Conference. Everybody has no wins. Nobody has a loss to talk about. Nothing but optimism and hope and all these great story angles. And these, you know, obviously you're going to pick the best kids to represent your programs, right? So you get three three players from each team that if you want to go talk to them, you can talk about whatever, whatever you want to. So it's a, it's a really neat event. And we were out in Indianapolis for a couple of days. Well done. They used to do it in Chicago. Most of the time uh, they had it at Lucas oil stadium and there was plenty of room there on the field field level for everything. So it was, it was neat. Lots to talk about from it. Was this your first big time media there? Or have you been there before? Yeah, no, this is number three. I've number been to three. Chicago twice for it. And we, we put, we get in the war wagon, we call it the, the, the sports Jeep. And we just head out and drive. The Chicago drive is a little bit much, but you get to throw all the equipment in. So the Indianapolis drive was just straight out 70 and about eight and a half hours. No big deal because you know, the payoff is worth it to get out there. Yeah. And I guess after last year, I'm, you know, with all the media day festivities, a lot of them being remote, uh, I guess it was kind of nice to be back in that kind of environment, right? That's an understatement. It yeah. was awesome. It was awesome. You could see the coaches lighten up, you know, they don't typically love the media, but, you know, for them to, to be sitting there kind of wide eyed and smiling and, and say, Hey, it's, it's nice to see all you, you know, again, in, in person was, was really cool. And, and for the players, it's a great way. I mean, think about that. How many players are on the roster and to be, to be asked to represent all those guys in these events is in this media event is really an honor. You know, they may get tired of some of the same question lining lines and the storylines, but it really is an honor to be picked as a senior, you know, to only have three players from each team. And not everybody was a senior that was there. You know, it's the, up to the coaches to trust the three guys that they bring to represent the program well. Yeah, not only are schools bringing players that they want to showcase because they feel like they could be in store for some really big years, but you're right. I mean, they are choosing players that are going to best represent, kind of speak well uh, and kind of relay some of the messages within the program and just kind of give you a good idea of where the program is. And Penn State is very interesting because of last year. We all know that Penn State's football season did not go the way that it had been expected to for a variety of reasons, which we're not going to get fully into. But I know that it was one of the storylines that James Franklin and his players probably felt like they knew that they were going to have to address in some way. Some of the audio that I heard, courtesy of you guys, by the way, we've been sprinkling it out throughout the podcast all week long. So thank you for that. Uh, but we heard a quote from James Franklin kind of reflecting on, you know, kind of getting back to normal, kind of uh, understanding that last year was pretty painful, I think was the word that he used. What was your impression when you got a chance to hear what James Franklin and anybody else had to say about what went down in 2020 and making that transition to 2021? Well, everybody's so eager to forget 
the year 2020 and move forward, which is great. I mean, that's healthy to do that, to go to 2021. When you look at it from a college football standpoint, how much credence do you put into what you saw on the field in 2020? They didn't have Micah Parsons. They didn't have this. They didn't have that. You know, and all the other programs, mostly the same way, too. A lot of people had opted out. It's difficult to look back on that and really overanalyze what happened on the field, what was what was going on. And Kirk Scirocco was the offensive coordinator, never even got to see his players really until, you know, training camp for a little bit. You know, how do you coach that when you come in and try and implement a new system? So I think where you start, Kevin, with anything coming off of a COVID season is you start with the just the basic human factor of what's going on and you go right to the top and you go to James Franklin. And the first question really should be to James is how are you doing? How are you feeling? What's going on with you? Because he was very open and candid about the fact that he was only reunited with his family one month ago. He went 14, 15 months without seeing, you know, without being connected with his family, with his two daughters and with his wife is, is one of his daughters has sickle cell disease. So Look, they had to take COVID seriously. And so I think a lot of us were surprised that it took that long because you can get vaccinated and that type of deal. So that's really the first part of it. And you could tell with Coach Franklin last year, it was weighing on him. I can imagine in the offseason it was weighing on him. He is a really structured dude, man. He likes to have everything set up. And when he doesn't have answers to questions, he, he gets frustrated. And he didn't have a lot of answers to a lot of questions last year for his parents, for his players for all those types of things, just in a basic human sense. You know what I mean? What are we doing? How are you handling protocols and that type of stuff? So you got to go through that before you even get to the football. And so I think he's really in a better place. You could tell he said he had his guys over with his family and it was good for his soul. When you hear kind of deep comments like that, you know what I mean? You just mm -hmm. you start to think, all right, well, now he seems ready again to handle a football season. And, and, the, and the, certainly the players are ready to handle a football season as well. When you go to the, the actual results, four and five, I had a chance to interview Joel Platt. Now, we're really excited at Fox 43 because the opener is at Camp Randall, Penn State of Wisconsin, awesome opener, and it's a big noon kickoff. So we know we have it on our station. Very excited about that. So I was able to track down Joel Klatt, who's the lead analyst for Fox Sports, and we talked about Penn State. We talked about the opener. So I asked him about the four and five. I said, do you concentrate more on the four-game losing – I mean, the five-game losing streak to start or the four-game win streak to start? And his point was, well, look, would you rather have it the other way around? Because I like that, I like that four-game win streak. You know, I mean, seriously, you think about it. Would you want to have the five-game losing streak at the end? And so we're talking about that leading into it. So he was very, you know, he, he was very clear. He said, look, I'm preparing for this game because they're coming off, you know, as if they're coming off a four-game win streak and looking at it that way. I think that's a really good way of looking at it because I, I do think the second half of the season last year was probably easier as far as their schedule is concerned. I think the harder part of their schedule was at the beginning, but again, it didn't get off to a great start. So things just kind of spiraled out of control. And of course, uh, with the way that the 2020 season was, there are so many unknowns uh, on a day-to-day -day basis with how many players were available for practices and, and maybe eventually games. So there were a lot of reasons for an 0-5 start. I tend to lean more in favor of I'm willing to give it a pass, but I do think that it'll be important to kind of uh, show something early on in 2021. And it's going to be a challenging schedule this upcoming year as well. You just mentioned the, the opener on the road against Wisconsin. That's not an easy destination to open up your year against a really good Wisconsin team. And then a couple of weeks later, of course, you get Auburn. Uh, you still got to play Ohio State. So obviously there are going to be some really stiff challenges, but I do think that 
now that Pensy's back in a little bit more of a regular routine this offseason, or as regular as they can be, I, I do think that there's lots more room for optimism going into this year. And that was certainly the message that I felt like was being relayed by James Franklin saying he's very excited to see what this team's going to do this year. I think it's going to be a pretty good bounce back year. Yeah, we're going to know a lot about them in 14 days. You know, as soon as the season gets rolling, I mean, they're at Camp Randall to start, then they're at home kind of a layup at home for the home opener. And then it's the whiteout against Auburn, which I love that they made it against Auburn and not Michigan. It needed to be a different opponent. It's an SEC opponent. Bring them to Happy Valley at night. Get the whiteout going and show the SEC what that atmosphere is like. That's a big game. If they're one and two after those three games, that that's going to be a little bit tough to overcome. That's not doesn't mean you're not you're going to have not going to have a good season. You still got some tough games on that schedule. You know, you're probably looking at more along the lines of an eight win, you know, nine win. You know, I mean, obviously you could run the table, uh, but that would be a tall order to do to, to get yourself to the double digit wins, you know, before bowl season. So we're going to find out a lot about the team. And I don't like to put too much on a quarterback as far as early in the season, because you want to give them a little bit of time, but everything is on Sean Clifford right now. He doesn't have a lot of, Will Levis transferred out. He doesn't have a lot of backup experience going on. He's got all the experience there. He's going to need to be sharp. Look, let's face it. We could be talking about any major college program. And if you want to elevate, if you want to get to the next level and you talk about playoffs, when it's at four teams, who knows what it's going to be in the future. Right. But when it's at four teams, think about the quarterbacks that have gotten their team to that level. There's none of them turning the ball over as frequently as Sean Clifford did last year. There's none of them that are as inaccurate as some of the situations that he was now. So you can give him a pass a little bit, but you also got to look at game execution. Uh, you can also give him a pass for the fact this is his third coach in three years with Mike Yersich. Mm -hmm. but there's also that execution part of it. There is tape, there is film that says, are you done look very effective or maybe he's holding on to the ball too long. You know, it's a little bit loose handling it. So uh, I, I like what they're doing with coach Yersich. Um, it's funny because we talked to some of the Wisconsin kids, uh, including one of their cornerbacks. And they said, they're looking at Texas tape, the tape from Penn state last year. You know, they don't know if that's going to look like what they're going to see in the opener. So it's kind of a good thing. Strategically, they got Wisconsin guessing right now because they're checking out your stuff at Texas. And then also maybe looking at what Penn state did. Cause there's probably going to be a nice blend of that. We do have a little bit more of a Todd Sadowski coming up in just a moment, but now we're going to take a quick break. And when I take a break at work, I'm biting into a Built Bar. The mid-morning Built Bar is my personal ideal favorite Built Bar, and it doesn't matter what flavor I choose from. And they have a good variety of flavors. There's something out there for everybody. And the best part about Built Bars, the protein bars that actually taste like a chocolate bar, I think they taste better than a lot of chocolate bars too. And they're even healthier than some of the best-selling protein bars that are out there. Most of the flavors that Built Bar offers come with 17 or 18 grams of protein. They range between 130 and 180 calories, and they have either four or five grams of net carbs. And folks, if you do a side-by-side -side comparison between Built Bar and other popular candy bars and nutritional bars or protein bars, you're going to be amazed by just how far ahead of the game Built Bar really is. Go check them out for yourself. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your first order, folks. Use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
Yeah, if I'm being honest, if I'm on a if I'm a Penn State opponent like Wisconsin, that is the first place I'm going. So I'm getting all the Texas film that I can. Uh, you maybe even go back to your such's time at Oklahoma State at Ohio State. I don't know how much Shippensburg footage they can dig up, but if they can, I'm sure they were probably on that as well. Uh, but I do think that the, Mike Yersich is one of the reasons I'm pretty optimistic about this upcoming season, especially for Sean Clifford. I know he wasn't one of the players that was in Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Day, but I think you're right. I think a lot of it's going to be on what he does in trying to avoid those costly mistakes because there were some really costly ones last year. But I think that was part of the season's theme too. Like, he, Obviously, he got benched midway through the season in the Nebraska game. He comes back. He has a little bit more confidence down that stretch during that four-game winning streak. I think there is something to be said about that and kind of that player growth development that he went through from a personal experience. We had a chance to catch up with Trace McSorley a couple of weeks ago. He was just happened to be in the Harrisburg area for a celebrity golf event. And we had a chance to catch up to him and ask him about Sean Clifford. And, and no one knows those situations better than Trace, a three-year starter. He knows how much experience Sean Clifford has. He obviously, he obviously knows the fan base, what kind of pressures there are, at least that playing environment. Trace, great guy. He was very confident in Sean's abilities. And we asked him what kind of advice would you give Sean? And he said, look, just, just trust yourself. Just don't try to do too much. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. He said he has all the physical tools. He's a leader. He knows how to lead. And so I think it's imperative for Sean to get off to a good start. I think Coach Yursich is going to set up some game plans that I don't want to say will protect Sean. I think we'll just play to his strengths. That's what you're trying to do. That's what a good offensive coach is going to do. I'm really fascinated to see what happens when they get a lead against someone. Are they going to continue to keep the pressure on? How, how aggressive do they stay? Uh, you know, are they thinking we need to continue to outscore teams? You know, Coach Yersich's teams, they don't have a lot of time of possession. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Neither did Coach Moorhead's. And, right. they were, and they were fine too. So it also, you know, you also look at games and you go, well, you remember those the, the Big Ten championship season? Well, they, they didn't look good in the first half. Oh, how are they going to look in the second half? Mm-hmm. They just came out and were world beaters and could put up points quickly. So I'm really – there's so many arcs to this year with different things. And, and Sean and Coach Yurcich, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just getting into it, right? There's so many other things. The defensive side of the ball, the secondary, has all kinds of bodies and athletes that, you know, they just need to give the – you know, they need to keep the points down a little bit so the offense can outscore somebody if they need to. They're, it's just, it's really, really going to be an interesting season. And I love that they start with a tough opener to get going. Yeah, there's nothing like a good measuring stick game right out of the gates. Even if you lose the game, at least you can kind of see where you are against one of the teams that's going to be a division favorite in that Big Ten West. So, well, obviously, we've got plenty of time to break that game down later on. But one of the guys that's going to be key to that offense, Jahad Dotson, who was one of the players in Indianapolis. I was wondering if you got a chance to kind of speak to him, kind of see what he uh, is thinking going into this upcoming season, because he had a really good year last year. And this is a good year for wide receivers in the Big Ten. And it almost feels like he's kind of not, not flying under the radar, but he's kind of overshadowed by some of the other guys out there. And I keep saying, you know, this guy had a pretty good year last year, too. Yeah. And, and, and one of the highlight real catches of the year against Ohio State, the one-handed Back-to-back catch. plays, by the yes, way. Yes. yes. The one-handed catch is plural, you know, against the Buckeyes that uh, that he showed. And then against Illinois, plenty of speed on the hitch screens. Uh, so, yeah, he's kind of got it all. He's on the Bolitnikoff award watch list. I think Penn State's fortunate. He came back, didn't have to. You know, he's he's back. And he was one of the guys there, Tariq Castro-Fields, senior cornerback, also back. He was there, P.J. Mustafer, one of the defensive ends. So well represented at, at media days in Indianapolis. 
Jahan was refreshingly honest, Kevin. He was great. I mean, unprompted. He was like, we know it was one of the worst Penn State seasons in history. We get that. And we, that's, a, that's a daily reminder for us. We know. And so those are the things that are motivating him. And so while you know, some people are trying to choose the optimistic side of the, hey, we had the four-game winning streak at the end, those players like Jahan, they remember very well that, that five-game losing streak to start and the pain that came with it. They don't want any part of that. So you like to see that kind of leader in that position group. And no doubt about it, he is a serious, serious weapon on the outside. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good weapons on that offense. He's just going to be one of the big names to be keeping an eye on. And I think it is something to be said about the number of players that decided to come back this year. I know things are a little bit different with an extra year of eligibility out there for everybody, but and you know, still kind of uh, coming off of that 2020 season, who knows what happens in 2021. So I think it is important to have some of those players come back, having gone through what happened last year on the field. And kind of having that chip on the shoulder, that seems to be the theme for this upcoming Penn State season. It's kind of like a revenge kind of a tour against some schools, really just kind of looking to prove that last year really was a fluke. And this is more closer to the team that had won 11 games, three out of four years, going to those New Year's Six Bowl games, winning two of them out of three. I, I feel like I've said this before, but I feel like there's much more likelihood that Penn State has one of those really good years compared to one of those really bad years. I, it could flow somewhere right in the middle, but I'm leaning more towards the optimistic side here. I'm with you on that. And, and I, I think we'll see uh, the execution that comes with that. Uh, defensively, the only thing that concerns me is, is defensive end, getting enough pressure on opposing quarterbacks so that, you know, they can, they can get the, they got to get rid of the ball quickly. You know, linebacker mm -hmm. core is phenomenal. They've got, you know, uh, Brandon Smith, Jesse Lucetta, or on the Butkus Award list, watch. They're, all, they're the only team in the Big Ten with two players on that list. Now, that doesn't mean much, the preseason awards, but what it does right. mean is there's talent at that position. Curtis Jacobs, they've got other guys in there. They've got six transfers to help the defensive line situation. And in the secondary, A.J. Litton potentially could help at safety. Um, you know, look, they, they've got – they've tried to address all their needs. The transfer portal allows them to do that. There's the disappointment of last year's record, but also the disappointment that last year was the year they were targeting, coming off a Cotton Bowl victory, you know, having experience back, Micah for one more year, those types of things that they thought that was going to be the year for them, and then to just kind of have it ripped away from them uh, as much as anybody. I mean, that, everybody experienced that at every level of athletics and life in general in 2020. So. Yes, these are resilient kids. Uh, they got a good staff. The staff is rolling. They're gelling together. We're finding that out in the recruiting for the class of 2022, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point down the road too. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see. I, I like where they're at. You know, I don't think people understand exactly how the schedule will operate though early from the standpoint of they're on the road one week and then they're at home, I think for maybe five straight weeks. But Indiana's in there. And mm -hmm. I kind of flip Indiana and Michigan State. Michigan State doesn't scare me anymore the way they did when D'Antonio was the coach. Tom Allen's got that team rolling a little bit. So that's not going to be a layup anymore. Indiana's not that checkoff win on the schedule. And Michigan State's at the very end on the road. So that might be a nice thing, you know, if they're in position for something down the road to be able to travel to East Lansing late in the year. But uh, optimism reigns. I, be I believe that's the theme right now. And that's certainly the way a lot of the teams in the Big Ten are uh, that we got at Indianapolis. But but you look at that roster, they've, they've done a nice job filling in some holes. 
One last general question for your Big Ten Media Day takeaway. What is the general vibe around the Big Ten as far as, is it is there anybody that can catch Ohio State? Is there anyone that can give them trouble? Uh, what are people saying about the Big Ten going into 2021 out there? Well, you go to Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. That's the site of the Big Ten Championship. And you, you kind of look up in the rafters and you got a Wisconsin, you got a Michigan State in there, you got a Penn State in there, and then boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. <laughs> A lot of Buckeye red hanging. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of motivation. It's almost like 13 programs against one right now in the Big Ten. We'll find out very early because they play Minnesota on September 2nd. That's their first game. You want to think that they're rusty. And then they play Oregon, I believe, on the 11th. So as we talked about Penn State, you'll find out a lot about them in the first 14 days. You're going to find out a lot about the Buckeyes in the first 10 or whatever whatever it is. Maybe I'm a little off by a couple of days. But they'll, they got Oregon. Too. So Minnesota, Oregon, two of their toughest games on the schedule, other than Penn State and maybe Michigan. Who knows what Coach Harbaugh is going to throw, you know, on the field, what that team's going to look like. So if there's any hope, you you hope Minnesota can grab them, do a little bit of damage, you know, in the West and, and give them a ding on their record as far as um, you know, the Big Ten standings. Gonna be awfully tough, Kevin. That team is just they're rolling, they're rolling, and everybody knows former Penn State. Defensive line coach Larry Johnson is a machine, just a machine at cranking out, you know, NFL quality uh, defensive linemen. So we'll see. It is absurd what Larry Johnson does as an assistant coach. He's so great. He was great at Penn State and he continues to do that at Ohio State, probably at another level, too, just with the base of the way that Ohio State is recruited. Todd, it was a pleasure having you on the Lock on Nittany Lions podcast. I know we're going to do it again at some point in the future, like you referenced. I want to give you the floor right now. Let our listeners know how they can follow you. Anything you guys got going on over Fox 43 to look forward to going into the season? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're thrilled. We've got a lot going on as far as Penn State is, is happening. You mentioned my Twitter handle earlier, at Todd Fox 43. Uh, Alex Cauley, Andrew Callista, Lindsey Barna. Four of us are in the department. We, you know, have a lot of fun together. So you'll see a lot more than just Nittany Lions stuff if you want to give it a follow. But uh, fox43.com slash frenzy is kind of our sports theme with our Sunday night show. We do a Pride of the Lions segment. So you'll see a lot of stuff populating the website. Uh, other special projects coming down the road that I'll, I'll hold for right now. We'll be releasing some information about that. But we look forward to going to Camp Randall. Looking forward to hitting the road with the team a little bit. So you know, we'll be hitting that coverage online. If you're not in our viewing area, um, you know, certainly check us out and uh, a lot more to come. Of course, we'll have the links to everything you just mentioned in the show notes for this episode of the podcast, wherever you're getting the podcast. Todd, pleasure talking to you again. We will do it again soon. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely, Kevin. Thank you. My thanks to Todd Sadowski from Fox 43 for spending some time with me this week to talk about his experience at Big Ten Media Day and starting to look forward to the upcoming Penn State season. If you want to get some more Penn State coverage and, of course, all the local sports action and you live in the central PA area, check out Fox 43. We'll have the links to their website and, of course, uh, Todd's Twitter account, Todd Fox 43, in our show notes for today's episode. No matter where you get the podcast, Check out the show notes. We'll have some good links for you. And I'm looking forward to working with them as the season progresses. So stay on the lookout for some pretty fun things in the works. 
That's going to do it for today's episode, folks. Tomorrow we will get back to sharing some of those sound bites that we referenced earlier. We've got some more James Franklin snippets from Big Ten Media Day. We've got Tariq Castro Fields, PJ Mustafer quotes. We will share them all with you once again tomorrow, and we'll see where the rest of the week goes from there. Now, make sure you never miss a single episode by following us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And we're going to shout out some of our favorite reviews that we come across as we go through the rest of the week. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the username of LockedOnNittany. Stay tuned. We've got some interesting developments as far as YouTube is concerned in the works, so just hang tight. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB and check out all of our awesome Penn State coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com, a part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. If you're an NBA fan, it's NBA draft season, so join NBA draft coach Chad Ford, a locked-on NBA draft host Raphael Barlow, and locked-on NBA host John Carlos. They're going to be live this year covering all things NBA draft. It's locked-on NBA draft 2021, and it's brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Don't forget to get local expert analysis on each pick of the NBA draft as they come in all night long. And you can follow the Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch the coverage beginning at 7 p.m. on Thursday, July 29th. If you're an NBA fan, college basketball fan, you absolutely want to have this accompanying you as you're watching all things NBA draft. But that's going to do it for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much. It's a little bit longer than usual. Thanks to our guest, Todd Sadowski, for being so informative and uh, so open in his discussion. Have a great day, everybody. We'll come back and do it again tomorrow.